The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. <laughs> With me is Matt Keogh, my co-host. I'm Coach Larry. Matt, uh, I'm friggin' coming in pissed, coming in hot, coming in upset. Um, I just, I know I've talked about poor officiating before. I know I've talked about home cooking before with officials, whatever. I just, I just have never been so upset coming off of a, a a sporting event, soccer game, than I was. Literally, just I don't know. We left the field I think an hour ago, maybe not even. Um, played a tough game against Grand Island. Did we play our best? No. I'll be perfectly honest. We didn't play our best soccer. Um, our girls, I'll, I'll be honest. When, when our girls play their best, I'll tell them when we didn't play our best. I, I'll be honest and say that. Did we play our worst? No. We didn't play a garbage game. We didn't play. I'd say we played, you know, maybe in a, for our, where we should play, maybe an above average game. Or average. I'll say average. Right. Could have played a lot of, could have played a lot better. But. When you're playing against a perennial sectional champion, a perennial NFL champion, um, a very good team in Grand Island, and you're playing toe-to-toe with them, and five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it was, into the game, you get a BS penalty call against you in the box, BS handball call, where not only that, it hit our girl in the shoulder, didn't even hit her in the hand, hit her in the shoulder, went out, the GI team proceeded to then get a shot on net missed the button missed the net completely we're thinking it's a goal kick no whistle yeah no the official puts it down on the line for a pk doesn't explain to us what the call actually was because he knew he was wrong there was no whistle blown like i might be old but i'm old enough to no whistle blown no call the girls complained, handball, handball. I don't give a damn if it's a handball or not. You make the call or don't make the call. Don't let the other team make the call. Right. And literally gifted them the first goal of the game. That's such BS. Then, 10 minutes later, blatantly lets a handball that was either in the box or just outside the box for us that should have given us a penalty shot. The explanation coach it hit her in the hand but it didn't she didn't mean to play it with her hand what's the bleep i don't care what her intention was it her hand was out of the side it hit her hand the ball i'm it's best not to ruminate ruminate I'm ruminating, ruminating, reminiscing. I'm all oh reminiscing. My, just I, you're right. 
and, and, and I got to the point where I'm even getting on the bus and, and parents are even asking me, what's this and what's that? I literally put my hat over my head. I'm like, I talk to me tomorrow because I'm going to say something that I that's going to get me in trouble. Like just and, you know, when it's a bad game and it's a badly officiated game, when the refs, the second they blew the whistle, they just went straight to their car. Oh, yeah. Like usually you go over nice game, sir. Nice game, sir. Or you talk about this. Talk about that. You, they're there for the handshakes. Just they hightailed it. Hightailed it out of there. I again, I'm gonna stop talking about it because you're just gonna work because I don't want somebody to hear me talk about it, and I've got to stop. On a better note, uh, this weekend, Thursday included football, I couldn't be any happier. Like on the extreme opposite. I mean, just. Talk about going into the defending Super Bowl champions' house and just not beating them, but just like massacred, like whatever, whatever uh, word you want to put in there, just like beat the bleep out of them in their own. And we represented more than their own home fans. Absolutely. I mean, we dominated that facet in every in every facet of the game. Special teams, offense, defense, crowd, yeah. like just flat out embarrass them. If we don't have those mistakes on offense, those turnovers, first interception, obviously not Allen's fault. Not saying it's McKenzie's fault, but whatever, got bobbled out. It was a fluke yeah. interception. Second one was the Cook fumble. Yeah. Um, I mean, we easily could have hung up 31 on them in the first half alone. Yeah, we just... Our defense, the entire game, played very well. They bailed us out of so many problems in the beginning and then just stuffed it down the throat of L.A. after that. And anybody who was worried about that we overpaid for an older Vaughn Miller and we, like... You got two, what, two sacks? Two sacks. I don't know how many pressures. Like, their thoughts should be thrown out the window because he... If this is how if this the this is the Von Miller we're getting, holy God! I mean, he was just a man child. He was. I mean, he played outstanding. I thought on the first sack, I thought he was going to take Stafford's head off. Right. Like just pretty much jumped on his back and like just I I, I couldn't have loved that game any better. I feel like our defensive line. Like having Rousseau on one end and Von Miller on the other. I know we heavily rotate them in and out, but just having people like that, it's like having a TJ Watt on either side of the ball, of either side. So there's like, the, both of them are double covered, but then we have at Oliver, Boogie Basham, everybody. Jordan can, Phillips, yeah, who played just fantastic. Right through the middle, then. That's yeah, a passing team, though. We haven't played a running team yet. We will this coming Monday. It they tried running and they couldn't, but and that's what I mean. We've got the beef up the middle though with Settle, with Jones, with uh, Oliver, Oliver who apparently is the ankle injury isn't as bad, right. you know, basically rolled his ankle. Um, um what else? Um, our linebackers, just, uh, just ungodly. Like yeah, even our rookie, our rookie, uh, the rookie corners, um, corners Elam well. and Bedford, yeah. Outstanding. 
Very good. And that's and that's another thing. We held the, a very good offense, the defending Super Bowl champions, to 10 points, and we didn't have Trey White. And we also got two interceptions. Yeah. Was it two or three? I thought we picked them up. I thought we had three turnovers. Oh, I don't or know. Or did we make a fumble? Did we force a fumble? I think we forced a fumble and two interceptions. <sighs> I could um, be wrong, but I know Poyer got at least one of them. Poyer those. got one. Um, was it Jackson that got the—Jackson got the first. Yeah. Poyer got the second. Yeah. Um, did we have a strip sack? Was no, one of them a strip was, sack? I, th- I don't think it was a strip sack. I think it was like a fumble recovery off a of run or something. Yeah, because I know we turned the ball over uh, four times. Um, one thing, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but all right, James Cook, you know, first ever carry, fumbled the ball. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that you they – they I think he got, what, on. two snaps after yeah. that? Like, he maybe got three, four snaps all game long. Yeah. Especially at the end, garbage time. Especially you know, with that high of a lead. Yeah. Give, you know, let the kid redeem himself a little bit. You know, apparently he was extremely nervous before the game. And I get it. Yeah. Whatever. But you make a play like that, let the kid redeem himself a little bit. Right. You know, it's not like, it's not like it was, you know, Detrimental. Yeah, it's. I get it. It was an important part of the game. You were. I think it led to them. Led to them getting a field goal to tie it up at ten ten or whatever it was. Might have led to the touchdown, but still, give the kid even if it's during garbage time. During garbage time, why? I mean, yeah. Zach Moss fumbled during garbage time, but why do you really need to run Zach Moss at that point? No, no. It's just. I mean, if you're a quarterback, like when Josh Allen first started, he threw like interceptions and stuff like that, but you didn't just pull them. Unless you're Nathan Peterman and you throw like five, yeah. Um, but you know you gotta let the kid redeem himself. And we're we're not a run heavy team, anyways. Unless it's our our quarterback, which I'm not a huge fan, except for that that stiff arm man when he pushed that man to the ground. <laughs> Listen, that was. Um, did you see this today? He got Kyle Brandt's angry run yeah. of the week. Like he he'll, he's getting the scepter for angry run. Um, he ran with a. Purpose. But not only that, the man was smiling and laughing afterwards. Oh yeah, like that was. And it's not like it's not like you know how sometimes if you get a good block or if you get a good stiff arm, if the guy you're stiff arming is a little off balance, yeah. like you know maybe he's already leaning back and he gets you know you make him look silly. No, like this guy was coming at like Josh Allen just. I mean, just man-child him down. Oh, yeah. Like, just made him look foolish. Like, a quarterback is not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, no. he. You could see the size comparison was just not in the guy's favor. Yeah. <laughs> at all. I mean, it was just... <laughs> and then and then digs on Rams, uh, Jalen Ramsey later on. That first in the, in the end zone where Jalen Ramsey starts taunting Stephon Diggs, and then lo and behold... Diggs is wide open because he burned the heck out of Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> and he taunts him right back. Yep. Did a little tap on the head. The yeah. little, you know, over your head, buddy. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, I think I think after that game was when Jalen Ramsey's finally started giving Josh Allen credit. Because I remember when he was a rookie, too, Jalen was giving him Oh, yeah. His crap. quote was something like, worst pick ever. This cat's yeah. going to be a bust in the league. And he torched him. Yeah, and well, that's when that's when he was still on Jacksonville, I believe. Yeah, and we played Jacksonville earlier that year, and we beat them. And now we've beat him twice while he's been in L.A. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> Every time Jalen Ramsey talks something, it's like Juju Smith when he dances on the logo as the team ends up getting crushed. Yeah. And, I mean, even in that game, it was something like he was targeted six times. He had he gave up five receptions, a touchdown. Like, Josh Allen just made him look foolish. Yeah, and for some reason, they're the Super Bowl champions. You know the reason why they're Super Bowl champions. But talk about, I was going to say, other than the Bills, thinking of fantasy, you have Aaron Rodgers. Guess who played like absolute crap? Yep. <laughs> I stopped looking at it like was that, was my fantasy even close? Like I stopped. No, you got bl- I'm pretty sure I got I renamed my team. What'd you rename it? The Larry Hooligans. <laughs> was that was I playing you first? I wasn't playing you first week. No. I don't know who I was playing. No. Um, I didn't start the Bills defense. Ooh, that's a mistake. I know. I'm first so... of all, why do you have two defenses? Like because you rotate team? them out if one has a bye week. I'm not getting rid of the Bills defense. Are you crazy? What other defense do you have? Baltimore. I dump Baltimore. I mean, I had Baltimore defense for one of my leagues. I went 0-3 for fantasy this week. Really? Like, I, I... Got, I got routed in the park camp one. Um, I started off with a big lead in the um, the emerge one, but I'm I pretty sure I lost that one too. Like, I kind of stopped checking that one after a while because oh, I just – um, Guess who has Jonathan Taylor in both his leagues? Did you win both your games? No. So my family just started a league. Literally, we drafted on Sunday, and it was auto. It was an auto draft. Fourteen people in the league. I was. I. It was an auto draft. I got Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers, and Mike Evans. <laughs> I had Mike Evans. I didn't play him. I didn't start him. I forgot he got a, who he I, got a touchdown. I know. I I forgot who I started um, over Mike Evans, but yeah. oh, I started. Uh, what's the new guy? Um, Kansas City, or not Kansas City? Um, new guy in L.A. Not Cooper Cup. Who did they bring? Allen Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I started Allen Robinson for whatever reason. Who did absolutely not a thing? Yeah. I don't even think he got a reception. Hey man, I I started Dawson Knox and he got one catch. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. They threw to him once the entire game. I was kind of surprised, especially those times when they were in the red zone. I thought he was getting it for sure. Also, Indianapolis ties. What what was that? Jonathan Taylor. Not only did they tie, but they came down. They came back from what like a twenty to three against, deficit. Yeah, against Houston. All, like what? And then the Browns clapped the Panthers. That was uh, my brother. My brother lives in North Carolina, and I remember North. Like I, the last thing I saw in North Carolina or North Carolina, Carolina had went down and took the lead, yeah. like late in the game. And then um, next thing you know, the next update it is it says Cleveland wins, whatever on a what was it a sixty. One yard field goal, fifty yeah, eight yard field goal. I understand that. But uh, I was talking to my brother Richie. He said there was apparently like a, a BS uh, roughing the passer call oh, that really? moved them up, and then like just terrible officiating. So ref ball happened. Pretty much okay. that penalty got them to like the forty yard line. They hit a pass that got them in field goal range. And what do you th- what do you think about the Dolphins game? <laughs> what are your first opinions? of all? 
after watching that game, I'm not afraid of any team in the AFC East. Like, I'll be perfectly honest. I wouldn't be surprised if by week 13, Buffalo could have the division wrapped up. I was going to say, it, it, it was... The score poorly reflected how the game was. Both teams New England, New England, that just reaffirms my position that New England is not going to make the playoffs this year. At this point, I'm not even sure if they win six games this year. They looked awful. And I thought it was in that game, I don't know, it, I think it was it was either late first quarter. It was like Patriots' second or third drive where one of the announcers um, was like, oh, New England's, you know, once again, not having a problem move the ball, moving the ball up and down the field. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you watching? Not having a problem. And this was after Mac Jones's first interception where he loves throwing the interceptions in the end zone. Yep. And then a, I think the next drive was like, a, like just, they were getting destroyed yeah. by a Miami defense that I couldn't tell if Miami's defense was that good Right. Or if New England's offense was just that bad, I think it was a mixture of both. Um, but I'm I'm coming into the season. I thought maybe Miami might be able, if everything happened right, might be able to sneak one game away from the Bills. But after that game, no, like Buffalo's going to destroy the AFC. Even East. with Tyreek Hill, I saw. I think one of the first passes I saw. Tyreek was so far down the field and Tua just threw it maybe 10, 15 yards right in front of him. Or the one thing, I think it was second quarter, where Tyreek Hill was clearly wide open across the field and Tua didn't even look in his direction. And you crazy. and you look back and Tyreek just shaking his head, already frustrated. It's, like, it's going to be, be your first look. He should be your first look, second look, and third look. I mean, the only time I saw there actually be success is the short game. The short passing game where they utilized Tyreek to catch and then run, where when he was in Kansas City, they're like you're a run and then catch kind of guy. Okay. I really have a feeling that Tyreek in games he's going to turn into this year. He's going to turn into from being a great wide receiver to almost like their gadget guy. Yeah, like he's going to turn it. They're going to start doing, um, and I get it. You want to get the guy. You know, with uh, the ball in his hand, but he's going to turn into the, he's going to turn into their Isaiah McKenzie, where he's going to start doing jet sweeps, he's going to start doing uh, little wide receiver screens, he's going to start doing nothing but crossing routes. They're going to line him up in the wildcat, yeah. just so that they can get the ball in his hands. Yeah, and then because Tua can't what they what they wanted him to be is not going to be what he is. Like they wanted him to be a deep vertical threat that could get past the secondary, but you don't have a quarterback that can throw that far. No. You don't. You have Tua, which don't get me wrong, it's hard to throw left-handed, especially in the NFL. But still, like he's like he's going to become the next Le'Veon Bell, like a t- a person that plays well goes to the AFC East and dies. I could see that for sure. Like Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets and automatically started sucking. I guarantee you. I already think I'm already positive that he's thinking why. Did I ask, or why did I want out of Kansas City? Yeah. How long? How long did they get him for? Like, how do you know how long? Oh, his remaining contract. Yeah. Like, how long is he in the Miami for? Like, contract wise. I think it's. I could be wrong. I think it's at least another three, four years because his contract from 
Kansas City was relatively new, I believe, wasn't it? Um, Maybe. I'm not sure. I'll have to look up on the Google machine over there at some point. But uh, Yeah, speaking of Kansas City, oh my gosh. That was a dominant performance. Yeah, but again, was it Kansas City was that good or Arizona was just that bad? Was just that bad. I mean, you know, the the best defensive end there ever was, J.J. Watt, you know, he was out of the game again because of injury. You know, and if you you don't have J.J. Watt, you know, who when when he was on Houston and Buffalo played him in a in in the playoffs, J.J. Watt single handedly, you know, (laughs) won that game. Dude, Chris Collinsworth would not shut up about him. You know, it was just the fact that J.J. Watt was on the sideline dressed. And just made what one play where he batted a ball down. All he needs is that Walter Payton emblem on his jersey, and people think he's like the best thing ever. J.J. Watt, I'm sorry, he's he was when early in his career, and when he was healthy, he was an absolute dominant player. Like his brother is now. Like his brother, who's but, out with a torn pec. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now they're saying that it might not even require surgery, and he could be back as early as October. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I. Still think it's a torn pack, and if it's a torn pack, it looked like a torn pack. Um, and then, but JJ Watt hasn't been anything in the league in at least four years no, or more. He's just, and I'm so glad that because there was talk that Buffalo wanted him, and yeah, I, I remember that. And I'm so because that would have been a huge waste of money. Like if we if we waste that money on him, we don't have enough money to get Von Miller. Von Miller's not on this team right now. No. Because we we wouldn't have I enough would, money to do it. I would take Von Miller in a heartbeat. Von Miller is playing like defensive player of the year, Von Miller. Von Miller, again, right now, is if he continues that play, and I, I mean, if you continue a two-sack performance, you're talking like it's not going to happen. But even if you 12 sacks, 13 sacks, yeah. 14 sacks, I'd take it. I mean, I take it every day. I don't think I'd ever in my lifetime would anticipate watching the Buffalo Bills play not only a season opener, but play against the former or the current Super Bowl champions and making the quarterback who the season before looked like an Adonis now look so beaten up when he'd walk off to the side. He looked like he, Detroit Lions, he Drew Stafford. looked... Terrible. You could see that number one, his body was hurting, and number two, he just was so discouraged. Well, he was sacked seven times. He was, he was constantly and not hit. only how many times he was hit. I don't even know. I mean, I, after a while, I I started feeling bad for the guy. I did. Too. I mean, I'm like, dude, put the backup in. Like, come on, yeah. put it, like, like boys, calm down a little. <laughs> like, I, you feel bad for him, and it's like you wouldn't anticipate losing one of their offensive line players to retirement to be that detrimental but i could see that that gap was not filled in the off season and uh it shows yeah it shows that you don't have a veteran o line person there that you can rely to hold down the their offensive line looked awful oh my gosh and either they're awful or we're extremely good now one thing that i said coming into the game um if you look at last year, their offense their offense was putting up numbers and winning games, but their offense didn't 
catch fire and play great, and even into the playoffs, and even into the Super Bowl, until they got OBJ. And Von Miller on defense, who played a very good a very good uh, playoffs for them. Right. But Odell Beckham gave them that extra look, that extra threat on offense. Right. Where last game, everybody knew the ball was coming to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Buffalo backed off. Buffalo made sure, other than the one play where Cup, I think, caught the ball, broke it for like maybe an extra 15, 20 yards um, on yak yards. But Buffalo made sure that Cup did not kill them. He still got his fantasy numbers, what, like 11 catches? Yeah, the guy's a beast. He got his catches. He got his fantasy numbers. Whoever drafted him, I'm sure did he did great for them. But (laughs) he didn't kill Buffalo. No, he... We kept him in line. And even with the short passes that he got, like I said, the guy's a beast. He's it's not that he's like I I, I hate Chris Collinsworth with a passion, but I do agree with him when he said it's like it's not his size, he doesn't have any extra skill, it's just the work ethic. You you could tell that he really kinda grinded to get where he is and he's scrappy, he's hard to get down. But you know, he just wasn't I guess good enough to get by our rookies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like, but good, good for him. But yeah, it's not having OBJ there definitely showed that they. And I li- think they thought Allen Robinson was going to be their new OBJ, and who he was not. I just, I'm not saying he can't be, but we shut him down. So OBJ is free agent right now. He's a free agent. Then why is he just hanging out on the LA sidelines? Well, I, they brought him in for the. Um, they had their uh, ring ceremony or ceremony or oh, banner oh, oh. banner raising, whatever it was. Before the game. Before the game. Okay. But um, I was going to say, like, if he's a free agent, why is he, like, just chilling with the L.A. Rams? Yeah, I think it was just because of the banner raising thing. Okay. Um, it's like Dennis Rodman would come for the ring ceremony and then dip out to go play with the NWO. <laughs> Even though he didn't realize there was a game right <laughs> he after. Did, I was going to say, he did that mid-season. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did. A couple times. Yep. But, um... I don't know if I want OBJ or not. I he keeps he keeps teasing and stuff like that, and I just don't and Von Miller keeps teasing. <laughs> I mean, there's again, he's let's be honest, he's probably wherever he plays. I think at the absolute earliest, you're looking at after Thanksgiving oh. for any team, and I wouldn't be surprised if well, it's it probably have to be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to like mid December, but hmm, I mean. I wouldn't hate the idea of having another elite receiver. What if he went to Kansas City? That's what I mean. I'd I'd rather if he's going to play for anybody. I'd rather have him on our sideline than Kansas City's, than Cincinnati's, than the Patriots. The, have him go to the Patriots. I'm still not worried. <laughs> who's he, who's he going to have throw to him? Not uh, not mac and cheese over there. Um. <laughs> So let him go to the oh, Patriots. Zach Jones. And Zach Wilson's out. I didn't know Zach Wilson was out. Yeah. I like how a couple days before the season, they're like, oh, he still might play week one. He's, still, he's looking ready for nah, week one. And now out. it's, well, uh, he's probably not going to play until week three. And then um, Dak Prescott, he's out. He's getting surgery. He got six, surgery. Six to eight weeks, I believe. On his fractured thumb. Yep. 
And I'm a little upset because Cincinnati plays them next week, and I was hoping Cincinnati could start the season 0-2. And uh, my sister-in-law, Wendy, I'm sure is not going to like this comment, but um, Cincinnati is just terrible. Well, Joe Burrow played like crap. Joe Burrow, was it three interceptions, one touchdown? Um you're playing against the team. Even in overtime, you somehow got the game into overtime. TJ Watt is on the bench, and I I believe was was Hayward out too, or did he know. play overtime? I don't know. I don't remember. But how do you not on the first drive when you get the ball just take it down the field and win the game? I mean, Pittsburgh was just asking to be beat there at the end. Yeah. And just, it just goes to my point that last year, it was a fluke. And, and nothing against Cincinnati. It's happened before to the Sabres teams, the one year where they went on a tear. In fact, the last year they made the playoffs, where they went on a tear and made the playoffs, came from whatever. I get it. They're not the first team to get hot at the right time get some lucky bounces at the right time, and go deep into the playoffs. Some teams have won a championship that year. But Cincinnati is just, they're not as good as people think they are. That being said, I'm I'm not going to be that guy. See, they're not going to make the playoffs. Ha, ha, ha. But I, I predicted Baltimore to win the division. I still think Baltimore is going to win the division. I still think Cincinnati's going to get into the playoffs, but they're going to get in at that sixth or seventh spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss the playoffs, but I think they'll still get into that sixth or seventh spot. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, like all of us Bills fans say, if uh, – if we beat Kansas City, there's oh, no way the the the, the uh, Bengals would have beaten us. We would have been. There's no way we would have been. We would have still been playing Thursday, but we would have been home against somebody else. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they move up Cincinnati where we host Cincinnati, a little rematch of the AFC Championship game. But yeah, no, there's no way they would have beaten us. No, no. I'm still surprised that they beat Kansas City. Kansas, uh, Kansas yeah. City gave them that game. That was another one. It looked like it was going to be early, like over early. It should have been over, and I don't know what happened. Lost, but still, like, yeah, I don't know. It's and we play Tennessee next week. Oh God, Tennessee at home. We are. If I'm going to say right now, I think we're a nine point favorite. I don't trust when we play the Kansas City, uh, not Kansas City. When we play Tennessee, Tennessee is not doing anything. I don't care. Every time we play Tennessee, we always lose because we get burned up the middle. I'm telling you right now, I don't care if Derrick Henry runs for 250 yards with two touchdowns, three touchdowns. We will still beat Tennessee by at least two scores. Just because we'll outscore them? Not only that. But I am not worried about Ryan Tannehill. I'm not worried about any of his wide receivers. I don't think, I'll be honest, I don't think Henry's going to get over 100 yards. I mean, even in the last game, if you take, and I know, well, you can't take away runs. He's still, 
we basically shut him down. We basically beat the crap out of them last game. We were a slip away from beating them. We're going to destroy Tennessee. The New York football giants beat up on them. Yeah, I know. But still, it's just a matter of, like, we don't have any luck against them. Luck is not going to be able unless unless Allen somehow reverts to rookie Josh Allen where he couldn't hit a deep throw where he the accuracy was awful yeah they don't have a good secondary and i don't i i i think there's a better chance of me growing an afro by the time the game starts than that happening i i i just don't see it i mean I'm, look look what the look what the betting line is i'm pretty sure right now they're favored by 9 points uh yeah um and i still I'm not a betting man, but I would still probably put money on the Bills to cover the spread at nine points. It's just I I don't think it's going to be close. I wish I could have your confidence. And then week three, just destroy the Dolphins. Yeah, we're playing the Dolphins at at Miami. Yeah. Um, Week four against Baltimore. I'm thinking of going down to Baltimore. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't. I'm thinking of going down to Baltimore. I, like Baltimore. I used to live there. It was it was a cool little city. My grandma um, lives near Baltimore. It was a cool little city. Um, a little city. It was a big city. I was gonna say but, it's not little. But uh, <laughs> Baltimore is one of those areas. Have you ever been to Baltimore? Yeah. So you've been down to the Inner Harbor area, like near the stadiums and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. It goes from beautiful restaurant, ESPN zone, nice time, nice atmosphere to gun store, liquor store, liquor store, liquor store. like it gets. It's, it's a rough. You place. go down the wrong street too far, and it gets into a rough, rough neighborhood. Oh yeah, very fast. You can just tell driving into it. That being said, um, my wife Vicky went to school in University of Maryland. You okay. know, likes the area. That's good, kind of good crabs down there. Well. Here's why, too, and Vicky gives me so much crap for this. I lived and taught in Baltimore in a year, went down to the Inner Harbor area, lived there. I never had crab cakes while I was down there in the entire year. Why? Don't. Do you no, not like just, seafood? I love seafood. I love crab. I love shrimp. I love seafood. It, it for whatever reason, just – and I went to many places – where they, where they had, had crab cakes, they had everything. Just it never dawned on dawned you? on me. I should try the crab cakes. Wow. And Vicky, rightfully so, gives me. She's like, that's like if we went to Italy. When we went to Italy, that would be like you not ordering pasta or any kind of spaghetti. Me like just just that would be like you every day just having hamburgers while you're in Italy. It just doesn't yeah, make any sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of crab cakes. I'm just not. But I'm sure when you went to Baltimore, you had crab cakes. Oh, uh, actually, I went to the aquarium. Yeah, I went. I was gonna say I went to the aquarium down there. The aquarium. The year I was there, they were. It was built, but they were doing renovations or something to it, so I didn't go. But it. Uh, it looked pretty. Cool. I mean, it was huge. 
It was. The ESPN zone, I think, was about a year or two years old when I went down there. The ESPN zone was fun when I went down there, too. Um, it was a real, it was a cool place, a cool trip. area. It's a trip, all right. But, yeah, it's um, it's not a place you want to take a walk by yourself. <laughs> no. And I did. And I literally, like I said, Especially I kind of not looked, wearing any Baltimore Ravens stuff either. I kind of looked and I was like, ooh, I turned around and sprinted back. <laughs> to, like, ooh. I like, love, oops. I love Joe Flacco or whoever their quarterback was. <laughs> Nowadays, you'd be like, Lamar Jackson's total MVP material. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, um, I found this video of this Buffalo Bills fan watching the Bills game, this past Bills game, with his daughter. Daughter's probably like three or so. And uh, it was the first interception where Allen threw it to McKenzie and it bobbled up. And, and the guy and the dad... Apparently his wife was behind him videotaping because his dad is just like, oh, mother effer. And then the little girl is like, mother effer. And then the, the mom starts laughing. So I sent that to my girlfriend joking. was like, because she knows I get intense when I watch the Bills game. She's like, she's like, please tell me this is not going to be you. I was like, I make no promises. But if you're sitting there recording it, <laughs> you're kind of encouraging that behavior. Now, are you are you going to the opener? I am not going to the opener. I'm going to the Steelers game. That's that's in Pittsburgh, though, isn't it? No, it's at home. Is it at home? Yep. Okay. Uh, gosh, I hope so. I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. I was going to say, I thought that was in Pittsburgh this year. No, I don't think so. I think okay. we were playing them at the, um, the first weekend in October. Yeah, because they were saying even if Watt... Even if this second opinion or whatever says it's not a torn peck or what it doesn't you? it doesn't require surgery, that he'd still probably miss the Bills game. I think it's a torn peck. It's I if it's any kind of a tear in the peck, I don't. I mean, I would think it's going to require surgery. If it if he doesn't get surgery, I think it's one going to be one of those things where he's going to be it's going to be nagging him all season long. Oh, yeah. And at that point, you know what? It's better to get the surgery now than have him play at maybe 60% and then at the end of the year have to be out for 6 8 months. Right. And I don't know. It's 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 a gut it's a tricky call cuz it could be could be permanently damaging if you don't treat it right, especially in the position that he's in. Yeah. A lot of that moving things speaking of torn, have you seen like a person tear their biceps before? I have not seen it, but I oh know somebody who is who has and it is it's gnarly. It's not only that, it is painful, like painful. Um, a buddy of mine used to do, uh, used to be pretty big into um, bodybuilding. And like during his, you know, went a little too heavy one day. And literally, like he even said, it was like literally you feel, he felt like everything just ripped right off his bone. Like he kind of felt like, his entire body like just came right off the bone. Like, yeah, it was just, whew. like he said, by far worst pain. He like he doesn't know how he didn't pass out from it. Well, it's like I saw videos of like people like doing like spider curls, and I think like if you, because like if you lock your arm completely out, oh yeah, that that is the worst because there's so much tension. But it it all it looks like is like you're pulling up, and it's just a uh, 
you see the whole muscle kind of like look like it's contracting and then you th- and like us who to take anatomy you can visually see like just the tendon contract off of the bone and it's just like stuck yeah. there and i was like oh my god <laughs> And it happened to this dude's both his pecs at uh, both his his. Oh, he ripped the, them both at the same time. Oh, oh my gosh! Could you imagine doing that and then holding on to like I don't know seventy pounds? <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I I don't I don't I, mean, I don't I I have nothing against TJ Watt, but could you imagine the amount of pain that he was in when that happened? If it is in fact a torn pec, yeah. A pec's a big muscle. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why it's like a six to eight month um, recovery. Oh, yeah. You have to surgery. And it's especially because it's like the tendon itself. Stuff with little little blood flow. Um, yeah. It takes a long time to heal. Oh, I feel like that and like a torn quadricep would be the worst. Oof. I'm surprised football players don't get that more often. I figured there'd be a lot more calf. Yeah, like calf and quad injuries, especially yeah. with like running backs. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand the ACL and stuff like that, especially with, like, the juking and the cutting and stuff. But even Achilles. Yeah. I feel like Achilles injuries are have been down. Maybe they're doing different, you know, different uh, rehab for them or, or know. Uh, injury prevention. But the ACL, that's one of those injuries where you just see it happen and everybody instantly has that, ooh. Yeah. Like, you... And and we had a couple of our, our girls on the soccer team. We had two uh, ACL tears last year during games. And it's one of those things where both you just, you and the coach, or you just, you look at it, you see it, you're like, in your mind, you're like, that's an ACL. Even when you go out, you're running out there, you're thinking, you're you're telling, it's not that bad, don't worry about it. But in your mind, you're like, yeah, you just... You just tore it, and it you're you're done. Like yeah. you're you're gonna be out for a year. You got to put them in a ambulance, right? Or do you sit them out? No, no, no. This one, the uh, the trainer went out. They they got her out in the ambulance. Mom was at the game. Um, I don't think they went ambulance, but, but brought her to the mom. Mom went to the hospital. I think so. I think it was one of those things where both girls were able to get off. Um, they went with the trainer, and I think trainer um i don't think ambulance was called but mom or dad or whoever took them right. both you know it's a, different games thank it's god a, oh gosh but you know most of the time we automatically think it's an acl but there's a lot of times it could be a pcl too yeah. where you know uh, same thing just a, in front or behind the knee really yeah. but still it's like Especially like when you're watching a football game or something, you watch like, oh, they stand up and instantly drop back down. You're like, oh, that's an ACL tear. Yep. Like, or if you get that where you just see them fall and there's nobody near them, like that non-contact where you know they just planted in that turf the wrong way, and it's so easy to tear too. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised of how. I mean, it's common, but, like, it could be way more common. I'm surprised it's not more common in a sport like basketball where you're constantly – I mean, I, I know it's you're on a court, so you're not getting that tug sometimes from the turf or you're not getting – But still, it's a hard up, surface. But still, it's a hard surface. And basketball, you're it's all yeah. jumping up, landing, pivots, cuts, left yeah. and right. Oh, um, gosh. 
that's an that's another injury I wouldn't wish those type of injuries on anybody. No, like on nobody. No, PCL, ACL, uh, torn packs, quads. MCL, all any anytime you hear a CL, yeah, doesn't matter the letter before it. Even it's not a, good. even Achilles. Um, I heard collarbones pretty bad too. I broke the collarbone once. I'm not. I'm. Whew. And it's so easy to break that too. It's easy, but I told you, I I could not. I couldn't sleep in my bed for almost three weeks. Yeah, like I was literally sleeping on a recliner because any time, even just when it was wrapped up, if I moved my body one way, like if I leaned back the wrong way or the wrong, I mean, it was just a sh- like it felt like somebody punched you dead in the collarbone. Like yeah. it just you. The first week, I was in so much pain. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that just does not sound no enticing. And thank God that the injuries that I have sustained throughout my life are not that bad. Yeah. Like, I never torn an ACL, thank God, or broke a collarbone or my Achilles. It's just. Well, back in the day, like back in even in the 90s, um, if you even as an athlete, if you tore your Achilles, your career was oh, yeah. was done. Yeah, like you weren't recovering from that. Still, I mean, kind of is the same. It still kind of is, you know. And they always say, "Well, you don't have that. Ex- you lose that explosiveness. You lose that first step, which you do. There's better rehab for it for sure. But it's kind of like too. I mean, back in the '90s, even in the early 2000s, an ACL wasn't just taking you out for the year. There was a good chance you were missing like a full calendar year. Yeah. Like there was a chance where you're missing. All right. You're missing the rest of this season and probably most of next season. Yep. And not only that, it's just the confidence with an injury yeah. that detrimental. Like if you break your finger or something, okay. Yeah, it sucks, but you get over it. But if you like break something, that like really significantly affects the way your body moves, then your confidence is like, cause you're just like, I don't want to do this again. And it was so easy for me to do it the first time. Like if you never tore your ACL, <clears throat> you wouldn't comprehend how easy it is. And you're just like, it happened just by me doing something I do all the time. Then your confidence is shook for the rest of the, however long you're playing. Cause you're just like, it can happen anytime now. Oh, for sure. But if you don't, you don't think that way. Like, I would do something that wouldn't scare me, but if I tore my ACL, I'd be petrified. Unless you're stupid enough to – I wouldn't say stupid, but I'm thinking of an individual specifically who tore their ACL, I think, three times within three years. And I consider that stupid. Well, like I said, we had um, Lindsay O'Brien, who was on uh, the podcast, um, one of my throwers, and, I mean, a soccer goaltender – she blew out her ACL her sophomore year during, I don't know if it was during the soccer game or during a powder puff game uh, for homecoming. Then came back from that, tore her other ACL her junior year. Um, basketball, I think it was the second year was basketball. Uh, it was for, for sure it was basketball and powder puff. I just can't remember which... One it was, first or second. And then to all her credit in the world, came back her senior year, um, still played basketball, played soccer, and finished 
eighth in sectionals for shot put. Um, finished, I think, second or third in the NFL championships for shot put. Is still throwing shot put at St. John Fisher at a high level. Um, just, I don't think you see a lot of athletes, especially at the high school level, come back from one ACL injury, let alone two in two yeah. years. That's crazy. I mean, it just, it's, it's all the, one of the toughest girls I know, I'll admit it. One after, of the toughest kids I've coached. First ACL tear, the second one's easy. <laughs> yeah. Basically. But, and at that point. Dang, good for her. And at that point, you got to be thinking, especially when you come back from that first one, you're like, all right, things are finally, I'm getting the movement back, it's feeling good, and then, there it goes again, the other one. Most of the time, people would just be like, this is a sign, I should stop. Yeah, like, this is, this, this is it. This is, you know, no. I love the game. I don't love playing for two weeks and then having to do eight months of rehab or and then coming like back 10 months of rehab. Christian McCaffrey and just every year re-tear it and re-tear it and re-tear it and still come back and play. Yeah. I don't um, think he's played a full season in the past three years. When's the last time he's played a full game? <laughs> like, yeah. did, didn't he get, did he get hurt last week? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But... Or maybe it was coming into the game. He had like a soft tissue injury or something, but already creeping up. I, spell, uh, I can't spell Christian. But All right. Well, while you're looking that up, because I know you got to get out of here for your meeting. I and do. I'm coming in hot with that. Who schedules a meeting at 9 o'clock at night? I don't want to talk about it. But whatever. His middle name is Jackson. Um, we're going to come in with our hot seat questions to wrap up everything today. And I'm first question right away, Matt. What do you have for the final score, Buffalo, Tennessee? Oh gosh, I don't what, know. What do you What do you got? Uh, Buffalo, thirty, thirty-one, Tennessee. I don't know, like twenty-seven. I'm gonna say thirty-eight, seventeen. And I think even that last touchdown Tennessee scores at the end is going to be a garbage touchdown. I think Buffalo just shuts them up. They made their opening day statement about how they should have been Super Bowl champions. This statement, I think, from here on out against Tennessee and against Kansas City, it's just like, listen, I don't care what division you won last year. I don't care. You're like we're we're the top team in the AFC. We're the top team in the NFL. And then right below. Like a significant drop, everybody else is playing for second place. So I'm predicting big, thirty-eight seventeen. I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. Listen, I'll take. Would you say thirty-one twenty or thirty-one? Thirty-one mid twenties. I'll still take that too. I'll take a win, but I'm saying they destroy them. Yeah, I don't know. All right, question two. Um, for the Buffalo Bills, do you like the full blue? Outfits, the full white outfits, or like, like a combination of like you know, blue top, white bottom, or like white top, blue bottom, or um, classics. You can bring in the classics if you want. I tell you what, I don't know why, but the red jerseys are starting to grow on me a little bit. Did you hear that the red jerseys like are super super like hard to get? I listen. Go to DH Gate. They're on DH Gate. Okay. Go to DH Gate. You've seen you've seen the jerseys, the Bills jerseys that I've had, right? Yeah. You think they're pretty decent, right? Yeah, they they're, for the most part, they're pretty good. I've never paid more. In fact, my last Von Miller jersey that I bought, 
19 bucks, including shipping, on DHgate. I'm telling you, the numbers are a little smaller, but you see the hand stitching. You see everything on there. I freaking love them. In fact, I'm probably – I'm going to see – I don't have a Dawson Knox jersey, but I'm going to see if I can pick up a Knox jersey. I've got, I don't know, like six or seven now, and I think, I, like I said, the highest one I paid I think was like 20 bucks. Okay. So DH Gate, a uh, little plug for them. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. I really – I'm not that type of guy that's like, ooh, I love this jersey. Ooh, I hate this jersey, except for the Buffalo, the goat head. Which they're bringing back. Oh yeah, but um, by the, I I kind of like the all blue. Let's go a little blue on blue. All right, I'm more of a I like a white out. The white out. Oh, I love I can see white that too. out, especially with like white socks, white cleats, full white out. I think that looks very clean. Now it kind of leads me into question three here. Do you like it when you know they have the whiteout games for the fans, where they tell the fans just wear white or just wear red or just wear blue or like do you do you like that or you're, that's just not your thing? I like it because it helps be like I'm part of this. <laughs> this is my team. This We're is my winning. team. I'm part. I'm wearing the outfits. Like yeah, I like. I I I'm a fan. I like. I, I'll say I like it. I don't love it. Um. I like the fact that they'll do it every now and then. They don't, like, if they started doing it every game, like, you know, then it, it would probably get a little annoying. Right, but, but once I, in a while, yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I, I agree. Again, don't like it. Don't hate it. Um, I like it. Don't love it. But it's all good. Um, Are you a fan of the train horn or the Buffalo, like, or, like, the Buffalo stampede noise? I like the train horn. Do you? I like the train horn. I know horn. a lot of people who hate that I train I like the noise. train horn or train noise. I I, I, I just— Why is, why the train horn? I don't why, know. Why, do, why does that exist? I, I I don't know when it started. I don't know who started it. I don't know why. Um, I like the stampede too, but I just—I think sometimes the stampede kind of gets lost in the crowd noise or lost. Like you, you, it kind of gets drowned out in the back back. Uh, in the yeah, but that's when you background. start banging on the on the stands. True, but I think that whistle, that train whistle, just gives you that that more of a oomph, like let's go type of deal. That's fair. So okay, all right. I I, I guess I guess I'm just probably because I'm so more accustomed to hearing the train noise. And I do like the uh, the crazy train, like the all aboard too. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Where you, they kind of get get you started a little bit there. That's fair. All right. I respect that. All right. What are we on? Last question? Yes. Question five. All right. Let's not make it all football related. Let's say question five. Um, all right. We talked about this a little bit before uh, we started Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, it's still early, so I'm not going to give any crowd. I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts or whatever, but. Favorite they, we both wrapped up season five, watched it. Yes, what what was your favorite Cobra Kai season? Oh, my favorite season. Favorite season. Um, that's hard. I I, I it it have to be between season three and season four. Um, I guess. 
season one. Nah, nah. I like season two. I know that was a change, but I like season two just because I, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but season oh, two. I've seen it. Well, no, not you. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about the the listeners. It's the like, royal you. But I mean, it's been around for a while. I just like the the character switch of of Miguel, and you know, after the whole accident and stuff like that, kind of seeing that. Kind of. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that a lot. Okay. Um, I like season five the best. I was kind of debating on season one because season one was I don't just know if, like a lot of. Yeah, it was just a lot of like reminiscing, a lot of like, ooh, this person, ooh, that, like, like what they actually did. Um, but I thought it's just been getting better and better and better. I, I really liked what they did in season five. Um, I like how they. I like how it wasn't just cameo, but they had cameo with a little bit of background and yeah. cameo. And then, ooh, again, cameo. Like, it wasn't just like one and done. Yep. Where they, um, and I, I like what they did. Well, they, they had this in the trailer, so I like what they did with Chosen. Oh, yeah. In the whole season. Chosen's such a, such a, great character i really like what they did with him um i thought it was season five my favorite but again they've all been i've been really happy with that i just hope it doesn't become one of those series where they keep recycling the same plot line like the walking dead did and i i'm really kind of getting nervous that it's started because it's getting to the point where you either got to come up with a whole new spin on it yeah. Or like like where I have faith in you because you haven't let me down yet. But where are you gonna go? Right. Don't don't start don't jump the shark. Horse. Yeah. Don't, don't don't start jumping the shark. No, because if if it is, it's like okay, then you lose with me. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna wrap things up there. Um, again, make sure you follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel. We're going to start posting more videos about uh, stories from uh, coaching experiences, game experiences. Also, if you have a YouTube video that you want to make and send us so that we can post on the YouTube video about your favorite sporting moment or coaching moment or playing moment, let us know. Also, if you want to be a guest or an advertiser on our show, again, send us a message on Stories from the Sidelines at Facebook. So, again, thank you for showing up. Uh, For Matt Keogh, I'm Coach Larry. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.